am one of three um, co-chapter leaders of the Northwest Suburban Boston chapter of the national nonprofit called Days for Girls. And, um, and so she's going to talk about Days for Girls today. We tried to set something up last year, but it didn't work out. But the bags worked out, so we were really going with that. And then again, this year, I think we have 48 bags for you. Yes, and, and we had, I think we had about 40 or so that you delivered a while back. Yes. yes. And so we've been working together over a year, I think, or a good year. And, um, and so what I'd like to do today is, first of all, to thank you, all of you who've been doing this work. And, and um, Kathy was particularly interested, and I'd love to share sort of the big picture on, on the, um, that gives you a sense of what you've been working towards. And I guess I'd start with how did I get involved? And I was volunteering back in 2009 in Rwanda in a girls' school. And I discovered that the main reason that girls drop out of school is that when they get their periods, they have to stay at home and sit on cardboard. And after a while, they lose a week a year, a week a month, I should say, of school. And after a while, they just get farther and farther behind. And I thought, this is the stupidest reason for girls to drop out of school, but I don't have a solution. And two years later, I am at a friend's house, and she has Oprah magazine, and Oprah has just given an award to an organization called Days for Girls. And I got very excited, called up, talked to the person who organized it, and she herself was someone who worked with a non-international, non-governmental organization in Kenya and discovered the same thing and came up with this solution. So um, what we have here that you have been working on the bags, this is a full kit. And I'm going to take this apart and show it to you later. But I thought that first I would give you a slideshow to give you a sense of the big picture and how this organization works. And I want to tell you it is growing exponentially. And so um, uh, the goal is every girl, everywhere, period, by 2022. And the idea is that everyone has this kit. It has to do with dignity for girls and opportunity. And what we know is that an educated girl will probably marry later, will probably have more say in her own life than she might otherwise have. And, um, and again, as an educated woman, can contribute to the country. And I think people were looking at this, particularly in Rwanda, if the women were more educated and stronger, they might have been able to stand up more to the violence and genocide there. So um, how Days for Girls works. We ha it works in two different ways, and the ways that you and most of us get started is with volunteer chapters and teams. We work here in, in this country and also in Canada and also in Australia with groups of women getting together. Um, it could be churches, could be social groups, could be quilting groups, and create um, these kits. The other newer thing, which I'm going to talk about a little later, is micro-enterprises. And, and you may be familiar that in um, many countries, trying to get women to have their own small businesses. So the goal is, in Uganda and several other countries, 
to teach these women a how to sew and b how to start their own business and um, we're also involved in that so I will get to that a little bit later but there are two different ways of working and most of what happens is with chapters and teams right now and here is where they operate so you can see um, that most of the chapters and teams are in the US Canada and Australia and a few other places um, um, elsewhere and that when you see where kits are, the, there's a big preponderance in Nepal and in um, East, um, East Africa right now, but they're growing and um, you know, kits are developed. You can see all the different places that kits are, are sent. And interestingly, you see that some kits are sent in the United States. And we've found that with the change in um, SNAP funds, um, which is government funds for food, um, women can't afford materials anymore to get like tampons, etc. So that they are in this own country, women are looking to these kits to help them. We saw a big um, homeless women. We found that um, after Katrina, there was a big surge in um, the New Orleans area asking for these kits. So when we think about it, it's also in this country that, where they get distributed. So what are the advantages of this? And I would tell you that we aren't the only people in this organization working in the field. This has been identified as a very major problem and there are a lot of different solutions um, and a lot of different kinds of kits. But this is, um, these are some of the advantages of kits you're going to see here. They wash with very little water. Many of these um, people, these young women, are in places where water is very scarce and certainly fresh, clean water. So one of the things that can be washed, not only can it be washed with very little water, but it can be washed with gray water, which is water that may have washed dishes or, or something like that. It, it guards against leaks, dries quickly and easily without creating any embarrassment better for the environment. So far we've tested them for three years. They may last longer than that, but they definitely have lasted three years. And most importantly, it keeps girls in schools. So um, these are some really interesting statistics. I'll read what's here. Around the world, girls face barriers to education that boys don't. When you educate a girl, it creates a lasting impact on families, communities, countries, and the world. 70% um, of the world's out-of-school youth are girls. Um, and I, as I said, they will marry later and have fewer children. And they will earn more money. And if you look at two of the countries where we are most active, look at the difference in school rates from 25% absenteeism to 3 in Kenya and from 36 to 8% school absent rates in Uganda. So where we have these kits, we can see a sizable, really significant difference in school attendance for girls. So we're the Northwest Suburban chapter, as a Boston chapter, 
and um, we started as a team. We didn't know what we were doing. I just asked a few couple of friends if they'd help me. And then after you create a certain number of kits a year, you commit to 200 kits a year, then you can be approved as a chapter. And I would tell you that they also, we had to submit copies of the materials to show them that we are not just simply creating materials, but we're creating quality materials. Part of the dignity aspect of this for girls it's not a slapdash kit. It's really, when you see this, it's really put together carefully. So um, we've had um, 15 sewing events that we've held ourselves um, since 2014. It doesn't count what you guys are doing or certain churches are doing or certain groups of friends are doing. These are the ones that we ourselves as a chapter have done. And this is what we have over the last three years, um, the number of kits that we have gotten. And when you see full kits, and in addition to that, shields, liners, and bags, sometimes people only want one of those, and, and so they, we don't always do full kits. And these are just some pictures. We've been, um, the last two, this is a typical looking event for us. Um, we have ironers, we have people who string bags, we have sewers, we have flippers. We, we, on our last group, we had over 30 people. And we have also, we're thrilled that we're also attracting young girls. This is pretty powerful for teenage girls, Girl Scouts, um, to have a project where they're learning about issues other girls their age are facing. And this is our spring sew-a-thon. And the other thing we have is a kit assembly day. So we'll have all these things out and line everybody up and um, here are some young girls that are cutting strips for your bags and, and there are snappers there and these are you know, all the different aspects of, of putting a kit together. And these are some of our current partners. You see yourself over there? Um, yeah. <laughs> but you can see that we um, we've really have a, several church groups. Um, quilters, Needle Arts Guild, um, a foundation. Um, I was just talking about this amazing uh, Wilbraham group. We've also become a center so that some of the other groups like you will give us their uh, components and then we put them together and we distribute them. So we're serving that role. And I just got a phone call, I got an email from someone um, who said, um, my teenage daughter and two of her friends just had an event and they've made $1,100 and they want to give it to you. And, you know, just amazing. And they, they are going to come to our fall event. We are holding an event. Um, we just scheduled it for Saturday, November 18th, which will be a sewing day in, at Fallen Church in Lexington. I'll give you the notes if anybody wants to come. It's pretty powerful with a number of people and everybody doing things. So where have they gone? Um, a variety of places. Um, sometimes we simply get a request from the national organization that says, will you please send them to us? Um, usually 
because the easiest thing to do is to distribute them regionally. So, um, for example, Kenya, there's a group out of Connecticut that has a, a, a whole series of, of health care, um, has a health care center for women in rural Kenya working with the Maasai. And that uh, I happen to have a reason to be in Connecticut. She happens to have reasons to be in Massachusetts. So we send things back and forth, and we've distributed several hundred kits and kit components there. We've worked with the South Sudanese refugees, um, a big group in Uganda, Rwanda, Gambia, Zambia, and Nepal. Those are where... And how do we find these places? It might be, um, for example, in um, Zambia here, we have a group called Communities Without Borders that two of our friends are working with. They were, it's an orphan. They work with orphans, and they... Um, they have any group that gets these needs to be vetted by the national organization. It basically means, you know, do you really have connections in that country? And they also, it's very important, they don't just hand out these kits, but it's, it's important that they get um, instruction along with them. What are these kits? And often the instruction is by local healthcare professionals, and it includes not only um, information about their bodies and how they work, um, it also, you know, sort of how to take care of your bodies and protect your body in terms of assault and, and other things also. So, um, and so here's some of the places we've distributed. This is one organization called Future from Ferrado in, um, in, in Gambia. And you can see they're holding their, their kits there. And this is Communities Without Borders. This is a group that works in um, Zambia, and they work with orphanages. And so next I want to tell you about the enterprises. So we've been very fortunate in terms of getting donations. And we use some of that money to um, buy supplies. But we're fortunate to have had even more money. And so we have um, worked with Days for Girls International in Uganda. And they wanted to start... Um, several enterprises for women and they have worked with them on creating a business plan and we have funded three $5,000 enterprises. We haven't given them the whole money. We've given them like the first thousand dollars to buy their initial supplies and then when they show us that they're able to do that and includes a marketing plan. What are you going to do with these when they're done? And making sure that they themselves know how to do the sewing and we're obviously teaching them sewing if they don't already know it. So this is one of the organizations that we're working with in Uganda. Oops. And, um, and this is another one. There are two different ones in Uganda. And then we're working um, Chumvi um, is the one that is in Kenya and is working with a Connecticut group that I mentioned. And you can see they were, oh, by the way, when you think sewing machines, you think plugging it into the wall. These are all treadle machines. 
Um, and you can see that they're out, they were working outside and they now have a building. And I want to say that one aspect of that building that is very important is a women's latrine. So this is um, a really significant addition. We take a lot for granted. Yeah. And so, um, and this is how they're getting organized inside the Chumvi space. You can see how they're managing that. And that's their marketing team. And so this is us. Thank you very much. Um, in addition, um, wait, did I say 5000 I meant 500 <laughs> We gave $500 to each of those women's groups, not $5,000. Um, and uh, we're very close to meeting our goal by the end of the year of, of $5,000. So, um, and I wanted, this is adding to this Wilbraham team that I just mentioned. Um, they, we, the money that they earn, 500 came to us and 500 came, went to Chumvi for their program there. And how you can be more involved. Um, take materials home to sew. We have a lot of people, once they come to an event, they are happy. They take home unfinished projects if there's something they've been working on, or they're happy once they feel confident enough to work individually at home. Donating fabric and other materials, almost all of our, and it helps to be connected to um, some quilting groups, but almost all our fabric is donated. Organize a group of friends to sew, donate money, follow us on Facebook. So, thank you very much. And I'm, I um, imagine you would want to see what this looks like. And so there are 17 pieces to a full kit. The bag, which you know well. And inside, and I'll be glad to pass this around, is there are two Ziploc bags. Um, and inside each of these, this is a full kit. So inside a full kit is a second plastic bag. This is to take soiled material home. Also for washing. You can put a little water in here and wash. Um, get a sheet of paper with no words really to explain to you how to use this and to keep track of your periods. Um, then each one contains two shields. This is a shield. Think your old-fashioned snap-on things. It has snaps. The snaps around underwear. And then each one of these, we each each kit is a full kit is given two shields and eight liners. These liners are double flannel, but you can see that's this is flannel and then there's like a flannel insert here. So if you fold it six times, you really have six levels of flannel here. And you can also, if you want to, use two at a time if you need it. And those get tucked in the pockets in here. Now this, you can't tell, but inside here is a special, very lightweight plastic. You can't even feel it. It's called PUL. 
and so it keeps things from going through. So as I said, you get two of these, eight of these, and in addition to that, in a full kit, you get a washcloth, a bar of soap, and two pairs of underwear, and they're sized, like this kit says size 10 on it. Well, so you can imagine what it takes along the way to fold everything and get it together. Um, but what we've learned is that, and what we've heard from the field, is that these pieces weigh too much. We much rather have more kits without these pieces than with them. So whereas National still says this is what we want, the people we distribute them to basically say, you know, if you can only take 50 pounds worth, we much rather have it devoted to this core part uh, of the of the kit. So, um, and and this design here has kept changing. I mean, they've had I think 27 different um, uh, designs and design improvements because of what people in the field have said. So I, um, I thank you again for your contributions and I'm glad to pass these around. You can come up here and, and look at them. And